Episode. We feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. In this week's episode, we explore Bent Brewstillery in Roseville, Minnesota, taste some of what Bent has in their tap room on tap, and about the history of bent so sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window hey aaron hey yeah i really love bent yes yeah it's amazing it was a really fun time um so we did that as part of our kind of like bar crawl day or yeah. or brewery crawl day our brewery crawl our brewery crawl i'm gonna have trouble saying brewery crawl um but yeah we started out uh we pretty much started at bent yeah. after we took a little trip to the excel yep um and watched... which is super cool we got to be in the mm-hmm. um the the suite from your company yes for the uh it was the high school volleyball uh, state championships uh-huh um or it was the state tournament because it wasn't yeah, the championships it was the state yet. tournament well it was the champ because they were all already champions of their individual like conferences at that yeah point. i don't really remember how all that works because high school sports is so much different yeah well than- and that was like what 15 years ago yeah uh no it was more than 20 or oh, no it was, yeah it no, was 19 it years ago it was yeah, 19, 19 years, ago. years ago yeah i graduated high school 19 years ago <laughs> which is really great when i talk to some of my coworkers because they're like that's weird because i'm 19 i'm like yeah i know i know isn't it great <laughs> and they listen to this podcast too some of them do yeah some of them hello everybody hello everybody anyway uh so we want to actually start this podcast off by giving you uh just a little teaser of what bent sounds like mm-hmm. so here is what bent sounds like we are here at Bent Brewstillery. I'm tasting the Dark Father, their yearly release. It is amazing. Uh, it is aged in wild turkey barrels. And uh, shortly I will taste the Brewer's Reserve, which this year is aged in a port barrel. It's something to change up year after year. Aaron is tasting what you're tasting? The cider. The cider. Which is spelled C-Y-D-E-R. Yep, and it's uh, made from apple concentrate. Yep. And it is super tasty. Yeah, what's uh, what's your tasting note on it? Um, it's very appley and crisp, and it is, like, it's got kind of a funk to it, but, like, in a great way. You know what I mean? Um, like, there's the, just that something kind of on the back of the palate that uh, makes it really pleasing to taste. That sounds amazing. Well, we'll chat back with y'all later. Absolutely. 
So that was our first taste at Bent Brew Stillery. Uh, Andrea obviously had the, the Dark Father and I had the Cider. Uh, and then the next thing you're going to hear here is we uh, hear here. That was fun. Here, here. <laughs> here, you're gonna, here. Here, here. You're going to hear our <laughs> thoughts about beer. Uh, but we uh, we recorded some uh, just kind of thoughts and impressions of their space. So without further ado, here we go. So... The tap room feels like uh, visiting, like uh, like an old school Wisconsin bar. Very um, much so. Yeah, like uh, it's got like a wood, like classic wood bar. Um, you know, like you can see a lot of the brewing equipment. It's like corrugated ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it's got like almost like a, like a hockey table. Um, my favorite, my favorite thing though is like the appliques that they have on the walls like they have like warrior figures uh one of them is holding a mash paddle (laughs) um so you know like we're in a brewery right away exactly yeah uh so you immediately like feel like you're cemented in the brewery spirit the other cool stuff is that they don't just like their merch isn't just uh limited to like your typical like t-shirts and hats and stuff uh they also have like dog Call like dog capes um, and beard oil. Dog bandanas and beard oil and beard oil. I yeah, you can get a bent beard oil here. Oh my goodness! Uh, it, yeah, I'm excited. And they've got like work shirts too. Yeah, which is a brewery staple. Definitely, it's awesome. Okay, yeah. So I really, you can tell that we were really kind of invested. Yeah, I was really impressed just kind of with everything that was going on there. It was a really, like, it felt intimate, but it was wide enough that it could be busy without being too crowded. Exactly. And for me, um, you know, nothing... I mean, the the cool part about Bent is, I mean, well, I mean, they're a distillery and And a brewery. brewery. The downside, of course, is that, you know, Minnesota doesn't... I mean, you have to have, like, a a liquor license to sell Mm -hmm. your spirits, yeah, so they can sell spirits in bottles. They cannot sell them as like direct cocktails, but they can do well, like brew tales. Right. Well, and and I think honestly, I think the the issue I think might be uh partially to like I think the 321 rule might still apply mm-hmm. to spirits. So like whenever you go to like a, you know, like a distillery, mm-hmm. I think they're stuck there technically, and I might be wrong. So Aaron check the notes and put it in the notes. Put it in the show notes. Um I think that distilleries in Minnesota might still actually have to obey the three, two, one rule in that they have to sell to a distributor and then purchase their product back from the distributor to be able to then sell it on site. Right. Exactly. I'll have to check that out. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. It'll be in the show notes. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's just the the vibe of the place is super fun. Um, you know, there's like the big wooden bar. The stools were pretty comfy. Yeah, they there's, were. There was a lot of different options for seating areas because there were some really, really big tables. Oh, yeah. And then definitely. kind of smaller tables. And then they had the high tops and the low tops. And they have like a food truck. They had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Brick oven pizza was there. Yeah. When we were oh, there. my word. I love brick oven pizza. That like I'm kind of sad we didn't get to eat any f- from brick oven. Yes. Like that day. Uh, simply because. We had so much other stuff to do, and we, we had did. just eaten before we went. Um, so, I mean, having those options was great. I did pick up, uh, it was the... Uh, the fire. Yeah. Um, I'd have to double check what the name of it is, but it is a, uh, like, uh, it's chili-infused rum. Yeah. Um, this is their brews. These aren't their spirits. Check Unfortunately, out spirits. here, I'm going to click on their... Sp- oh, eh. let's see. 
Oh, these are... Oh, they have cocktail recipes. Oh, nice. Um, Let's see. Flamebringer. Yes, Flamebringer. There it is. Yep, hot pepper infused rum. Mm-hmm. I have not tasted it yet. I was going to wait till we did something mm-hmm. um, for the podcast for it. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's... Well, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting until uh, we get into our December run of episodes, mm-hmm. and then you and I are going to do uh, some warm-up cocktails. Yes. Um, I have a whole like slew of ideas for warm-up cocktails. Wonderful. Because um, if you remember, we did the spice cookie uh, yep. way, way earlier, and I mm-hmm. kind of have some play of ideas that I want to follow up on that with. Okay, um, but we are going off menu, off piste, if you will. Yes, I'm, I'm fine with that. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll bring you more notes about the Flamebringer, um, but we wanted to talk about uh, kind of their brews first. Yes, and we do because have... they are a brewery, like yeah, they are as well. The and I mean, really, when you go to Bent, uh, you are looking to be drinking the brews that they have mm-hmm. and they do have the cider this i really did enjoy the cider yeah, and their mead was pretty good too it wasn't exactly what what you would think a mead would taste like mm-hmm. um i mean it was sweet but uh it you know it definitely had more of like like a, some spirit infusion kind of flavor to it almost yeah um well or i don't know maybe it was like aged i'm i'm not exactly sure in it, terms of that mead tastes good mead <laughs> Yeah, G-U-D. G-U-D, good. <laughs> I feel so, uh, I feel I feel like we're letting them down because we, we talked about how we were going to talk about their, uh, their, their food or their beer on our episode. And here we are just like, yeah, their mead tasted good. <laughs> it, okay. We do have those moments though. Cause like we've done, you know, this is 44 episodes. Yes. In. Um, so, you know, we've been doing this for the better part of a year. And sometimes when we have those days where we come together and we record, uh, you know, maybe our brains aren't perfect and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we do try to stick to our recording schedule. We do. Um, so, you know, to give ourselves a, a little bit of a break, why don't you hear what we thought of the Dark Father? So we're about to taste the Dark Father Reserve. And the cool thing, we talked about this earlier, but the cool thing about the Reserve is uh, the brewer's choice of what they uh, let it age in. Uh, so normally Dark Father is reserved in wild turkey barrels. Um, this time, this was reserved in port wine barrels. So theoretically, we should, like at least on the nose, if not the flavor, get sort of that like sweet... Um, I don't know, almost like, like not cherry, but like port wine tends to have, um, how would you describe it? There's some fruit notes yeah, to like it. Heavy fruit notes. I like, so on my first nose, I just got chocolate, like really nothing but chocolate. Like it's multi. So in on the my right nostril, I definitely get the chocolate yeah, on both nostrils, nostrils though. I get a lot more of that fruit. Yeah, no, on the left nostril, though, I get a lot more of that chocolate, so... Um, I'm getting chocolate in right nostril, and I'm getting slight <laughs> fruit and meadow kind of things going yeah, on definitely. in the uh, left. All right, and in terms of the color on this one, this is definitely a lot more of that dark color, for it's, sure. I mean, it's a it's, it's supposed to be this way. It's really opaque, and it's got a really, like, like tanned, dark brown head. And this is nitro, so this is... Uh, and this is the only... That means this is the only place you can get this. You cannot take this outside of the tap room. Mm-hmm. So you have to come to Roseville, Minnesota, y'all, to actually taste this. So, so um, I'm going to go ahead and give this a deep ahead, dive. Andy. Mm. I'll taste while you talk. So having tasted the uh, Dark Father uh, non-nitro, or non-wild um, turkey, 
um, the differences are completely de uh, stark. Like, um, the regular Dark Father has a lot more of that wild turkey flavor. It has a lot more of that, like, uh, toffee, a lot more of that, like, um, like, uh, you know, caramely, um, you know, you get a little more of that liquor aroma on the nose. This one, you pick up on that cocoa right away. Uh, you know, um, honestly, I just finished my taste. Uh, as it's a nitro, it really helps uh, slide all of the things that my palate finds displeasing off my palate. Uh, so I just kind of got like a nice, thick, rich, chocolatey uh, deliciousness. So actually, I would probably continue to drink this. Yeah. I could probably finish this taster if nothing else. Yeah, and for me... Um this one loses a lot of... This one doesn't have quite that, like, buttery, um, like, smooth flavor to it, so... Um, but because it's on nitro, it almost has more, like, a dark chocolate flavor to it. Yeah. Um, it's like you're upping your cacao percent. Yeah, like, it's like a roasted cocoa flavor. Honestly, you know, with with this being a nitro, I can, I can finish this. I don't think I would drink a whole glass of this. Uh, it's really thick... And um, I'm starting to get some of those like more bitter, uh, like unpleasant for me notes on the palate, but it's still going down pretty smooth, and I really actually enjoy it. Yeah, I would drink a whole glass of this. Y'all, I didn't think it would happen, but... We found another. We found another. And the sad part is, we can't take it home. <laughs> Not at all. No, we can only get it like one time a year can you get a growler of it no because it's on nitro it's right like it's you right i mean so uh, okay so a lot of some places will give you a nitro growler don't take the baits it's not so i okay this is this is something we should touch on because yeah. i don't know that much about how nitro versus regular carbonation mm -hmm. is going to affect uh stability inside of a growler is that something that, like it's going to go flat or yeah it'll go flat because well okay so um if you take it home right away and drink it mm -hmm. you'd be fine yeah like if you drink it like that day or the next maybe or maybe the next yeah maybe the next yeah but okay. the thing about and and feel free to look it up and correct me in the show notes aaron because we'll check it out. you're perfectly okay to do this i'm not claiming to be the authority on this i just know that when i worked at tin whiskers mm -hmm. We would never, ever put nitro uh, beer into growlers because uh, we couldn't seal the growlers well enough to prevent the nitrogen from escaping. Okay. Because the nitrogen bubbles were too small to mm -hmm. contain in the caps. Like, the the caps that we use to, to contain, like, to seal the growlers and then, like, the, the like, we put um, shrink wrap on the, yeah. the end of the growler, like, around the, around the caps yeah. to try to help. Pre prevent the growlers from or the you know the air from yeah, getting out leaking. but um you can't really do that with with a like with nitrogen because i think nitrogen is too small of a like molecule or okay. too small of an air bubble okay that it just escapes gotcha <laughs> yeah which is why it works in like cans like guinness or mm -hmm. and maybe why guinness and other cans actually have like a key or other kinds of things in them yeah uh, I mean, because at that point, then you'd have to have like if they sold it as crowlers, that'd be a thing. But they're yeah. not going to sell it as crowlers because it's in the tap room only. Yeah, so and well, and you could a... bottle it, but but that's not the per the point of the brewer's no, reserve. It's not the mm -mm. brewer's reserve. The point of the brewer's reserve is getting people to the tap room to exp experience the tap room mm -hmm. and the things that they can only get there. Which honestly, go like yes. it's super fun. It is super fun. 
And at least in the the uh, the women's room, they have bidets in the uh, so the, fu- t- the bathrooms. Full disclosure, um, I when the day we went, I kind of forgot about the whole bidet thing, and I didn't need to actually use that. To- like I the didn't stall. have to sit down on the toilet, and uh, so I kind of just forgot to even double check, and I couldn't remember what I was supposed to be looking for. I know I was so disappointed <laughs> in you. I was like, "Did you go and look in the stall?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> I was like, why? Because I forgot. I forgot. Oh, that's so, I'm so disappointed. It's, I mean, the, here's the thing, though. Like, I was thinking about this uh, yesterday as I was kind of doing my little prep to to come here and record today. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm just like, I don't think I would have used it, even if it was there. Like, if it was, if it's there in reality and I just purposely didn't see it, and that's, I, I don't think I could have brought myself to actually use it. Yeah. Because I'm weird. It's okay. No, I get And it that. makes me feel weird. Well, because, well, and also, like, people, people, well, you know, other people have touched it and yeah. other people have used it. And yeah. yeah, no, I get it. I completely get it. So, Bent has a lot of really cool things going for them. Mm-hmm. They really haven't, in terms of brewery years, Bent hasn't been around that long. I mean,. They are a, they started, uh, like most brewery stories, they mm-hmm. started as a home brewer. Yep. Actually, my favorite thing um, in looking at, <laughs> at, Ben's, at Ben's history is seeing a Mr. Beer kit. <laughs> um, I have so many friends that are brewer, like home brewers uh, that, that started, started with, with a Mr. Mr. Beer. Beer kit and then going and looking at like the five gallon tubs. I have... I still have five gallon tubs in my uh, garage, mm-hmm. in my in the overhang in my garage. My dad's actually looking to get rid of all of his brewing stuff because <laughs> his uh, his his kegerator finally failed. Yeah, and uh, he hadn't made any in a very long time, so he's starting to think about just getting rid of everything. So, if True. you want more brewing equipment, or if anybody listening would like some brewing equipment, please reach out, and I can make that happen or yeah. help make it happen. So in terms of actually when they started was 2013. That's when real the when the actual, you know, they got a physical location that yeah. wasn't somebody's home. Mm-hmm. When the master plan kind of started mm-hmm. for for brewing in Arden Hills was in 2013. Um they officially started delivering in 2013 as well and in 2014 Bent Brewing Poor Decisions um, merged into one company. And they are under the name of Bent Brewstillery. Yep, to this day. Um, I actually, my favorite thing about the Bent Tap Room is mm-hmm. the, uh, is the, the, the t- fermentation tank that, uh, looks like a, it's clad in wood. Yeah, it looks like a wood clad barrel. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. It's like, that place is just fun to be at. It really is. This is it is just a cool tap room. Like I had uh I had some people that, you know, they they moved from uh they moved from from the south. Yeah. And they were like planning a day with some family that was coming in and they're like, Where should we go? And I sent them just this gigantic list and Bent was at the top of it because it's like, you know, we had been there recently, so mm-hmm. it was on, it was fresh on my mind, but it's also just uh, you know, it's a fun place to be, and if you like craft beer, if you like beer in general, I honestly recommend it. Like, get a couple friends together and go. They are dog friendly too. Um, one mm-hmm. of the one of the neatest things about uh, going there, and well, and that's actually something that we should 
declare we should actually make clear too mm-hmm. um if you are um phobic of dogs you probably shouldn't go to the bent tap room that is true because there are likely to be dogs inside they let you bring your dog inside at the inside the tap room there was like a uh like a sandy colored lab that was, was in there really cute it was adorable and it was very well behaved mm-hmm yeah, and you can play pull tabs mm-hmm. when you're at when you're inside the tap room. They also give you a dollar off if you are Zubas to their tap room on Saturdays. <laughs> um, so if you uh, if you have an old pair of Zubas lying around, make sure you show up to their tap room on Saturdays to get a dollar off of your beer or two dollars off of your growler fill. Exactly. Um, they have you know it, it's it's I, I got to plug the trivia mafia night Thursdays. Yep. Yep. Seven p.m. And they do bingo on Tuesdays. Exactly. Uh, they have a cribbage tournament on Sundays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And, you know, it's not by the time we release this episode, it'll be passed. But yeah. hopefully you went out to their Escape from Black Friday event starting at noon, November 29th, where they had 20% off all merch and spirit bottles. So, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron, um, I know you might be looking for a future bottle of liquor for our podcast. Yep. 20% off direct from the uh, tap room might be a good idea to pick up. Because honestly, like getting uh, getting the getting the spirits directly from their tap room. Um, I don't are they? Do you know if they're actually selling in in major stores right now? Yeah, they are. OK, um, I, I've seen them at Total Wine because it's like it's a it's only a 375 milliliter bottle that I purchased, but it was only 15 bucks. And like, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Um. Cause I mean that, that was a day, like we went to the, we went to total wine and bought a bunch of stuff. And, uh, so I ended up with two different rums that day. Okay. So, um, full disclosure, I've never actually participated in one of these, but I've been to a tap room when this has happened and it is the funniest thing to watch. Designer purse bingo. What is designer purse bingo? Oh my word. It is the coolest thing in the world. So you bring cash. It's like, Mm -hmm. um, like $30 or like 50 bucks Uh and you get to play bingo for like 11 rounds or however many rounds like the actual thing goes on for. Yeah. And, um, each round, the grand prize is a designer purse. Okay. And it's like, it's like a meat raffle, but with purses. purses. Yeah. Oh, meat raffles. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you know, like a, like a queer version of, uh, a meat (laughs) raffle. I love I, like the way it's written with the kind of like impact font with the uh, the drop shadow. It makes me want to go eleven rounds of bingo, ten designer purchases. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Only one person leaves, Except, and they have a, they actually have a five hundred dollar cash prize. Too. Yeah, the final round is a five hundred dollar cash prize. It's actually on Saturday, December seventh. So this actually should be coming out with enough time if you want to go to a designer purse bingo. At Bent Brew Stillery, you should actually be yeah. able to do that. Um, if we're free, we might actually go to that. Uh, December 7th. I don't know if I have my schedule for that. We'll yeah, we'll figure it. it out. And then if we're free, we'll go. <laughs> Try to bring my wife. I, I just committed uh, Aaron to going to a stupid, <laughs> or not stupid, because I don't want to use the word stupid, first of all. And yeah. also, I don't want to demean the thing that I just got excited about. Because you were so happy. To see that, Yes. Because I actually was excited, and I have this trend of things that I get excited about, trying to demean them to make myself be like look cooler. Yeah, 
Because that's that's part of being a hipster. It is. It really is. It's oh, this thing's so cool, but it's you so wouldn't cool, want to do it because really it's terrible. You really want to do it because it's absolutely terrible. Um, so let's uh, let's actually talk a little bit about their beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so the a couple of things that I've had like their year round beers. The Nordic Blonde is something that you can actually get on tap at a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a really good standard beer. Um, so at your wedding, you served uh, Lift Bridges. Uh, um, no, we did. Uh, or not with Fridge. I mean, Lonely Fulton's Blonde. Lonely, Lonely Blonde. Yep. So I don't want to draw a direct comparison because, you know, it's apples to oranges. Mm-hmm. But um, I would honestly say that in terms of like, you know, a, a blonde ale, mm-hmm. this is absolutely a, a good like comparison in terms of flavor profile. Like I would drink this. This is an easy drinking beer. It's a little bit higher gravity, I think, than okay. Lonely Blonde, although I can't actually be certain. But it is very, very good. So it says uh, availability, taproom draft, and one pint pounders. Correct. What is a one pint pounder? That's just a a 16 ounce can of beer. Okay. Or a 20 ounce can of beer, I I guess. Depends on whether you're going with the Imperial Pint or um, traditional. Half the reason an Imperial Pint glass is 20 ounces is because it's supposed to have a lot of head on it. It's actually 19 point something. Really? Yeah, an Imperial huh. Pint, I think, is not 20 ounces. I think it's like 19.67 or something like that. It's very British to do that. It is. Yeah. Welcome to Britain. Nothing makes sense. Welcome to Britain, where our pints are only 19.67 ounces. I'm going to say this just because it was a very funny thing that has made, like, this this whole conversation made me think of. I had a conversation with somebody from Britain once, and they were complaining about how, like, pounds doesn't make any sense as far as, like, a unit of measurement. And I'm just like... You're from Britain, like that's where it came from to begin with. Uh, and then let's talk about if you want to discuss the whole issue with weird weight measurements. Uh, oh, it's kilograms or stone. How much is a stone weigh? Oh, it's like 4.4 pounds. Yes. My favorite thing about British currency is the uh, is the pre-decimal halfpenny. Yes. Um, because like uh, so Britain used to go on the pound sterling before they went to the modern pound, mm-hmm. which is a base 100 unit, which yes. is which makes sense. The old British currency. And oh, my gosh, I'm going to push my glasses up here is so amazing it is stupid and i hate using the word stupid um let's not use the word stupid it is it just doesn't make logical sense at all yes it is like a base 12 like system like it why would you base your currency on this system it's like um so are we you like off air we have talked about uh the book the name of the wind yes right and in that book, there is a large portion um, where they describe the monetary system of this fantasy world, which uh-huh. is based somewhat on things like this. So they have hot, they have hay pennies, they have, um, they have jots, they have bits, um, they have uh, like nobles, yeah, and um, which are probably like crowns, drabs, and bars, mm-hmm. and it's one of these things that like going through that it it is. A very realistic kind of medieval-ish style of currency use, and it doesn't make any sense that yeah. hay pennies exist in the in the beginning because it's a half penny. Yeah, like the like the modern pound sterling makes sense because it's a base ten system. Mm-hmm. Like it it makes logical sense. The pre like the pre modern mm-hmm. system doesn't make sense at all. The hay penny is. Is one four hundred eightieth of a pound sterling? (laughs) 
Or, and yeah. and one penny is generally one one hundredth of a dollar. Well, and generally, a pence, yes. A pence, I do believe, is still one one hundredth of a pound sterling. Uh, <clears throat> so this is this is the like in the modern system, yes. But in the in the historical system, it's different. Um, Things that make no sense. Yeah. So in the historical system, a penny actually was not, I believe, was not a one one hundredth of a pound sterling, if I remember correctly. Let's see. Cause Welcome the, to our conversation yeah, the, about Bedford Stillery, <laughs> where we go into uh, archaic uh, monetary policy. Yes. In in the yeah in the pre decimal penny, it was actually one uh one two hundred fortieth. Because you know fractions like that make perfect sense. Yes. Do you want to actually debate fractions with us? <laughs> Do you want to debate the currency with us? Uh, Do, Do we you... want to create our own fake medieval style currency? Yeah. If so, you can reach us by emailing us fans at travelbyproxy.com or by leaving a comment on our Facebook page or hitting us up on Twitter. We and don't get a lot of tweets. We don't get a lot of tweets. Or just go to Instagram. Really yeah. just kind of look for Travel by Proxy on any social media. Yeah, or look up me on Twitch, a.k.a. Interrobang. Exactly. Actually, a.k.a. underscore Interrobang. And wait for when, I'm dumb. when we eventually start uh, streaming on Twitch again. As Travel by Proxy. As Travel by Proxy. Uh, however, the Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex. Copyright, copyright 2012. 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jairus. Copyright 2015. One. Both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixture.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we wish you a look out your window. Walking with you and your moving peace stones and your rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about Things and places, all the names and the faces, all the people there.